back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. One o'clock hour here. Trent Connor to myself. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Talking sports with you and localizing as best as we absolutely can. Zubin Mahente coming up in about 15 minutes. ESPN Zubin Mahente will uh, join us. And then John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. As we look back at the uh, game last night, the uh, Hawks falling to Michigan. And got to bring up the Josh Jackson news, Trent. We probably should because mm-hmm. you and I have uh, not found a way to insert it into the conversation so far. It's no surprise. It no. would have been a huge surprise had he decided to forego an opportunity to enter the draft this year. He's a first-round pick. He had a remarkable season. His play, the interception uh, in the Ohio State game, is going to be shown over and over and over, and why wouldn't it be? Absolutely. A highlight play. Didn't I see over the weekend that was the Big Ten's play of the year? It was, yeah, number one in their number top ten Number one, list. right. Yeah. I mean, the, it was just it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. It reminded me, and I don't remember who made the play, um, Cyhawk. In Ames. Prater. Was it Prater that I made it? I think it was Prater. Just, Maybe it was B.J. Lowry. I think Prater of Prater? the two. Well, you know what? I'm not 100% sure, but I remember the play was Boy, un- they've had hellacious. a lot of good by the way. They have, haven't they? Yeah, they really have. Phil Parker, he's got to be one of the more underrated mm-hmm. coaches that we've had around here. Mm-hmm. We talk coordinator. I mean, we've talked a lot about the coordinators up at Iowa State, mm-hmm. the offensive coordinators at Iowa throughout the years, but... From Norm Parker into the Phil. offensive coordinators at Iowa have taken more arrows than any other yes. coordinator, um, either at Iowa or Iowa State. What was the guy that, that at Iowa State? I can't think of his name. Something about the egg. Courtney Messingham? No, it wasn't Courtney Messingham. That one was yeah, the that ultimate wasn't, head yeah, that was a that was not a good Paul Rhodes move. Something about oh, what the hell was the guy's name? Anyways, Loney? No, no, no. By, by the who retired yesterday? I by saw the way. that. Good for yeah. him. Sixty-five yeah. years old. Oh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyways. Under what regime? Uh, he was a Rhodes, or no, he's a Chiswick guy, I think. Chiswick guy, okay. I think a Chiswick guy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was McCarthy. Anyways, um, but yeah, the offensive coordinator at Iowa has really taken some arrows over the years. Um, but to your point on Phil Parker, he's continues to get guys to that next level, right? He does. And the, here comes the next one. Not very heralded, guys. Guys under the radar, Joshua Jackson, he the latest. A, he was a two-star recruit. Two-star. All-American. One year starting. Great athlete. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. You know, we, we've kind of gone back and forth with this one. And I go back to a couple years ago with Desmond King. And I believe you and I were both in the camp. He's gone. He should have been. Second-round pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe third. There were a few out there. It was anywhere from about 20 to middle of the third. Packing round. the hardware that he was after yes. his junior season. You can't duplicate what you yeah. did. Came back. Dropped to the fifth. Mm-hmm. Cost him money. Mm-hmm. Joshua Jackson. Based on the season that they just had to. I mean, everything yeah. pointed to now's the time to go. Yeah. You have to go. Uh-huh. And the money's there. You're going to play football well. The average NFL. That, that was something that jumped out. I was... Looking at the roster as I was up at the game, the Bears of Vikings game, mm-hmm. and just going through each team's roster, everybody, 24, 25, 26. It's years of service, re- two, three, re- yes. four, and one. And it's repetitive. And then 
Oh, here's the guy that's 31. Oh, that's Case Keenum. Oh, that's the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a kicker. Maybe. And then a receiver. Back to 27, mm-hmm. 26, 22, 24. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. No, it is. Three years. That's why they call it. I hate to use the clear, the not for long. And it's yes. absolutely true. It's not for long. More than ever. It's just, it, it is so crazy. And it's the money, the salary cap, it plays a part of it because you figure, well, we can bring guys in cheaper and outside of the elite. There's just not a whole lot of money to be throwing around because quarterbacks are going to get a big chunk of it. But that jumped off the page to me. You're going to play how many every years? Well, get paid for one of them, right? One extra one or whatever you're going to have in your career for Joshua Jackson. And what do you think he is as a pro? You know, is he is he a lockdown guy? Is he because you got to figure there's still more upside to him. You know, He's only played the, for one year. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, he only started for one year. You're 100 percent right. But we saw he was better two years ago than he was this year. Marty Fine. Thank you, Jeff Johnson. Marty Fine. <laughs> okay. I don't remember the egg line that it was, but it was <laughs> it was stupid. It Marty made Fine. no sense. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jeff Johnson. It was going to bug me all day. <laughs> um, the Marty Fine era, I'll never forget that one. It was under McCartney, late in McCartney era. Uh, but what is he? I mean, he's, is he a shutdown? I don't think he's, well, I don't know, Trent, because I don't think we've seen him. It was clearly nowhere near his peak yet. Yeah. There's so much upside to yeah. him. And, you know, they tried him a little bit as a returner. Can, can that be a part of his game that develops? He was a wide receiver when he came to Iowa. Mm-hmm. They tried him over there. Is he better than Micah Hyde's going to be at the next level? Look at the look at the money Micah Hyde is. Yeah. And Hyde, another year in the playoffs. Another year in the playoffs. Every single year. The leaves Bills the Packers. get in. Leaves the Packers, yeah. goes to the Bills. Yeah. And gets in and the Packers stay home. I think the upside is certainly higher than Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde... There are certain things that he can't do. He can't shut down a side of the field. I, I think Jackson, and it might not be for a long stretch, but probably could have a couple years where he is that kind of guy. Hyde was never that guy. He's more of a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. Play him a little safety. We can play him Does a nickel a lot corner. Of things. That's very well put. Joshua Jackson. For you. Yeah, you're, Joshua Jackson, you are drafting him to be an outside corner, not a nickel corner, an outside corner. And probably, you hope by a year two, year three, Guy that you're going to put on the best receiver and flip sides if need be. That's what you're hoping for. I think he can get there. I mean, just the the ascension this year, and it kind of jumped off that Wyoming. Boy, he's good. Manny Ragumba, maybe they're not going to miss him as much as we thought in that game. But to do that at that level, that quickly, how high could he go? Top 15? Oh, I think probably just outside. I think 15 to 25 is somewhere in that range. We had the conversation with Desmond King. Yep. Well, he's not going to run well. Right. You just you knew that. He's right. a football player. He's going to be a good football player. He's not going think to run well. Think the Chargers well. have any regrets? <laughs> not at all. Right. I think the 31 other teams said, Probably so. How did we miss this guy? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he was a good football player. You don't play in your underwear. You play with pads no. on and on a football field. I don't know. I have not. I have not heard one thing, though what Joshua Jackson's going to run. Have you? No, but you know what? We are uh, efforting somebody to join us on a weekly basis, a draft mm-hmm. guy to join. Because look at the states is going to be well represented yeah. in this draft. I mean, both schools. Mm-hmm. Both schools have guys. When's Daniel's decision? Any? I mean, now that you thought Jackson would be first. Yes. Yeah. And that happened earlier today. Chris, you're just joining us, or not just us, or you missed it. We certainly didn't break the news uh, that Josh Jackson is uh, foregoing his final season at Iowa. Uh, Daniel's got to be. See, he said I, he was going to take it right up until yeah. decision time. What did you think of his year? Disappointing. 
Right. He was better as a sophomore he than was. he was as a junior. Right. But now he played incredibly Mark- well against Ohio State. Sure. Well, that's you know his home state, he and that's to... going to be. And his dad played mm-hmm. there, and he could have gone there. And Mark, uh, at least to me, maybe not to you, maybe you'd heard something. Uh, kind of uh, provided a little bit of intel yesterday. Morehouse, when he joined us, and said that he talked to James Daniels, and the intel Daniels got back. And this was I don't know if it was uh, you know off, not off the record because Mark was sharing it, but I don't know if it's I've seen it out there that he got really positive reviews. Mm-hmm. And the information that he got back from the NFL was, you know, leads Mark to believe that he's really got a tough decision to make. There are certain organizations that will draft guys like him. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a great example. They love to draft true juniors, third-year sophomores, guys like that, guys that come out early because they believe there's more developmental time. They believe their system, their organization is good enough that they can take that upside and build them up very quickly. There are other organizations that don't. That'll be scared away. He doesn't turn 21 until, I think, September. Mm. He's he's young. He's had injury concerns. But when he's at his best, he is good. Uh, I saw, was it McShay had him at 35? His 35 best prospect uh, out of his top, I think he had top 50 that came out a week ago. Mm. He had him at 35, I haven't seen which that. I was shocked by I was thinking... So that's going back to his sophomore tape. Yes. Uh I I mean, I I was thinking, if he makes the jump, it's because he has injury concerns. He's How many games has he sat out? Three, four? One this year? Mm. Two the year before, maybe? I was going to say two the year before. The the Wyoming game this year. Did he miss maybe his Uh, freshman year? I don't recall that. But regardless, he's had injuries, and a couple of different ones. Nothing big, but there's concerns there. But I figured he'll make the jump just so he can start getting paid and you know be a fourth rounder. Well, if he if if that's the area, if if he's his first, I mean, if not, he's not a first pick. But if he's a second or third round pick, second day pick, bye bye. Um, You know, since we're on the football, we we've talked a lot about the decision that the Vikings are going to have to make with their three quarterbacks. um, That you know are all going to make it very difficult, right? Mm -hmm. What do you do with Case Keenum? What did he do with Sam Bradford? He gave up a number one pick for Teddy Bridgewater. Was your guy that uh, we wouldn't have seen Case Keenum, or we wouldn't have seen Sam Bradford had Teddy Bridgewater not had that devastating injury? So we talked a lot about that. But the decision, really, two of our air quote four local teams have massive quarterback decisions, including the team that plays here on seventeen hundred KBGG, the Chiefs. Is this Alex Smith's? I mean, Trent, and here's the here's the conundrum with them. What if Alex Smith leads this Chiefs team to an AFC Championship game, or even further? I mean, then what? Or does that make a difference? I know it's a business, and it shouldn't cloud. But when you draft Mahomes the way you did, when you saw him play against, granted, a the backups for the Broncos in a meaningless game, and you see him in the preseason, and you hear the glowing reports, and knowing that Alex Smith is due $17 million, Trent Condon, that's going to be one of the biggest talkers locally in the NFL ranks that we're going to watch in the weeks to come. I think it's pretty easy. Short of a Super Bowl appearance... You're going to Patrick Mahomes. You moved up. You gave up a lot. And there's a certain ceiling with Alex Smith. I, I know you're a big I Alex like Smith him. Yeah. And he's he's fine. He's good. He's solid. He is a B quarterback. Doesn't make mistakes to hurt your – he's never going to um, – I shouldn't say that because I've seen him – I love the way he extends plays with his legs. I yes. think that's an underrated part. It is. I think – I like the fact that he's throwing the ball down the field. Now, when you got a weapon like Hill, you can't help but not, right? Right. But there's, there's still – there's more upside. 
And I think you've with hit, Mahomes. With Mahomes. No question. You've hit the ceiling. You've hit what mm-hmm. you are. And if it's another year where you go to New England, you play all right, and you lose 27-17, it's pretty easy. Now, if you pull that upset, lose to Pittsburgh as they normally do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still think the decision is pretty easy because it still feels like we've hit that cap. We can't get any higher with him, and it's good. And it's good to be a playoff team every year and, and win 10-11 games. But if you want to break through, if you want to take that next step for the way they're built and, and the speed that they have with Hunt and with Hill and, and Kelsey and on and on and on, Boy, I think Kelsey's you got to turn it beast. over. Kelsey is such a beast. You have to turn it over. Yeah. Now, Super Bowl, then we have a different conversation. Yeah, you know, I thought he had maybe his best year in Kansas City. I thought he was really good this year. You know, and as bad as that losing streak was and, and the rough mm-hmm. patch in the middle, yep. you go through – there's a, a single play, and, and that's NFL football for the most part. You can make those kind of arguments. But there's a single play, and, and then I heard it the other day, and I can't remember what they were, but one play you can point to in three of those four losses that they had where it's one play and they win the football game. And suddenly, this is a team that we're talking about. Right Let's get this weekend off. Yes, yeah. Because right? they beat New England. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat the number one seed in both conferences. Yeah, that's right. They did. Yeah, that win knocked off the Eagles, the Eagles early, early yeah. and knocked off the Patriots early. We better knock it off because we've got Zubin Mahente coming up next from ESPN. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com at one forty. Trent and I are here every Monday through Friday, noon till two, talking local sports with you on seventeen hundred KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on seventeen hundred with Jimmy B and TC Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker seventeen hundred KBGG. Trust. Quality, value, just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Crash and the Wild Team are celebrating five years of Iowa wild hockey. Since day one, Wild fans have packed Wells Fargo Arena to cheer for our city's favorite show on ice. From the youngest fans to the oldest hockey diehards, families and friends meet downtown to grab a hot dog, catch the action, and watch the future of the NHL. Puck drops Saturday at 7 and Sunday at 5. Saturday, there's a baseball hat giveaway. Sunday, bring the kids for Winterfest with Disney princesses. Visit iowawild.com for more info. Iowa Wild. Hockey lives here. Stock up and save this week during Menards Winter Sale. All Kitta smoke and carbon monoxide alarms are on sale. Like a battery-powered smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that includes a voice alert for either smoke or carbon monoxide to clearly identify the hazard. 
just $21.99 each. Save now on Kidda Alarms and many other great deals. Now through January 6th during Menards Winter Sale. Save big money at Menards. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people. Parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together we can solve hunger. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2. Jimmy B and TC uh, for your drive home today from 4 until 6. Uh, John Gruden has uh, come out uh, recent within the last little while, Trent, and said uh, there's a good chance he will be the next Raiders coach. Okay, all right. I think Stunning. we can all connect the dots there, huh? It certainly seems like it. Uh, speaking of ESPN, Zuba Mahente, ESPN, he joins us as we uh, talk the world of sports as we do each and every week with Zubin. Zubin, thanks for coming on. How are you? Good. I think the Gruden thing is just one of those situations where, 
You know, I think uh, it was going to happen eventually. I'm surprised it was the Raiders, but I, I get it. And there's a lot of other components involved. And when you're heading to Vegas and you got PSLs to sell, and yep. you know that well, yep. you need a big name. And in the football world, I mean, it remains to be seen what his acumen is nearly a decade removed from the game. Calling games and doing production meetings is one thing. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no bigger rock star in the football world than John Gruden. And if you're moving to Vegas, uh, you need that guy. I mean, it's no, no offense to Jack Del Rio or, frankly, even or Derek Carr. Who's never won- yeah, or Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. I mean, uh, those guys have yet to really prove that Marshawn's got anything left. Derek Carr's never won a playoff game despite getting $125 million. And Jack Del Rio's not going to light the world on fire with his personality. So uh, they needed somebody like Gruden, and uh, I think it's obviously – uh, mutually beneficial. I mean, I think they just needed to make a splash like this. I know just arriving in Vegas and being the NFL's first team there and the second pro sports team there in the major four is one thing, but they had to have something like this on the way in. No, I couldn't agree with you more. We'll save the speculation. Maybe Trent will want to get to that. But I want to uh, – just your thoughts. It seems as though there's a terrific chemistry between Sean McDonough and John Gruden when I watch Monday Night Football or then the, for the final time when I hear these two guys together this Saturday uh, with the wild card game, Tennessee at uh, Kansas City a game. If you can't watch it, you can hear right here on 1700. But it seems like Zubin, that they've got great chemistry. It's very apparent that these two guys like each other. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, what I love about McDonough, and I've worked with Gruden not in a broadcasting capacity vis-a-vis the game. I've worked with him, you know, during the Gruden QB camp and doing segments with him after he's spoken to, let's say, like, you know, Deshaun Kaiser, Johnny Manziel, whatever the case would be. But I've actually had an opportunity to work with with Sean. I've worked on a game with Sean. Um, The thing about Sean is he's just a pro. And I think a lot of times if you're of a certain age, Today, uh, we were talking about this at work yesterday. We were watching something on ESPN Classic, and we were just in the office, and a lot of the younger people were just sort of amazed that, like, all Pat Summerall would do is give the down in the distance. And they're like, that's it? You know? <laughs> and I was like, there was something to that. There it was, was like, he just let the, he let, the, he let the crowd wash over. He let the fans have their, you know, the microphones picking up the fans in the crowd, He's just soaking into the scene you know, getting John Madden in there, making him the star. That's what all great play-by-play guys do. They make the other guy. They elevate the analyst because the analyst is really the guy that's going to carry the broadcast. Jim Nance this year, I thought personally, has done an unbelievable job of elevating Romo. Romo's got some great predictions, and he's calling out plays. And he's got great enthusiasm. But Nance has really done a great job in being quizzical and basically curious enough to put Romo in those situations where his comments really have weight. And I think McDonough's done a really good job with that. The other thing I would say is, you know, living out here now and having grown up in New Jersey, but more specifically, living out here, you know, Sean's been doing it for a really long time. You know, Sean was the TV voice of the Red Sox when Sean was in his 20s. And that's a pretty discerning fan base. Um, just ask them. They'll tell you, right? <laughs> but that's a pretty discerning fan base where um, they're just not going to have some young whippersnapper come in and start calling the games. Um, you really know, need to know what you're doing. Um, and remember, this is old-school bitter Sox fans before they ended up winning the World Series, so, you know, the fatalistic Sox fans. And you really got to know what you're doing when you're talking to that group of people. They're as immersed as anybody with every pitch all season long. And that probably turned out to be a great training ground for his job now. I mean, look, he, he called the Jalen Watts-Jackson game, which was the, uh, the bot snap for Michigan State, Michigan. And, I mean, that, once again, you got to know the rules, but to call that on the fly the way he saw it and knew that the game ended in the end zone – on the punt block. I mean, 
he's just a pro's pro. I actually worked with him on the Fiesta Bowl a couple years ago. I was doing the sideline, and uh, he couldn't have been nicer. It was the Notre Dame-Ohio State game, unfortunately the game where I think Jalen Smith had the devastating injury. Mm. Um, but he was a pro's pro, and uh, I, I think he's great. And whoever replaces Gruden, uh, McDonough will make them better because that's all he does. There doesn't seem to be an easy guy just to slide in that chair. A lot of speculation out there, Zubin. You're, uh, you got your ear down to the ground. Or are there any names that make sense, at least inside the building there at ESPN? It's hard to tell because they've done so many great things over the years at so many different networks. Like, for example, I mean, before the Romo speculation started, who could have thought that he would be CBS's number one guy? Mm-hmm. There was a time where Tony Kornheiser was in the Monday Night Football booth. Mm-hmm. Um, John Gruden had never been an analyst before he joined ESPN. And so I think, you know, you're in a situation where anything could be at play because I think one of the things you have to keep in mind is while there is the sanctity of the broadcast and it is Monday night football and all that sort of stuff, you do have to, and again, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just postulating here as a fan and as a viewer, not as a programming executive. I'm postulating here as a viewer, somebody that watches Monday night football. You've got to start thinking about the different ways that people watch games. And is there a second screen experience? Is there somebody that can bring in a casual fan? Is there somebody that isn't just a nuts and bolts guy? He might be the best nuts and bolts guy out there. But with the way we all consume media and watch games and are kind of watching games and not really watching games, and only watching the last two minutes, or only watching if my guy from my fantasy team is in there, now everybody's fantasy season is over. So now those people that were just playing fantasy, they have no reason to watch. You really have to kind of think about, for the first time in a long time, the game is still the same. The first down lines are still there. The goal to go is still there. The field goal line is still there. The score is still on the screen, depending on ESPN on the bottom and other networks on the top, whatever it is. But you really have to start thinking about um, the way different people watch things and how they watch them. I still think at the end of the day you have to bring on the guy that's the most educational, the most entertaining, and the guy that can really help fit in and work. But I do think we are at a point where every media business, especially every media business, especially in its top-rung properties, and I think Monday Night Football would qualify ESPN, you really have to sort of look at what do we want this franchise to be and where do we think it could go? Because for you and me and Ken, we remember a time where Monday Night Football was was Monday Night Football. And right now, Sunday Night Football is Monday Night Football. And there's a whole generation of people that are 13 or 15 that they don't know either. <laughs> it's just a football game that's on TV tonight, and that's the one I'm watching. How do you get them to realize that the, what the 40-year-old, the 39-year-old guy like me, or the 38-year-old guy like Trent or whatever, how do you get that 13-year-old kid to realize, you know what, this is a thing. This is a big thing. And that's the future. So you're going to have to appeal to that fan base sooner or later. So I don't think there's an, there's an easy answer, Trent, because I think obviously they're still waiting for Gruden to finish out this game Saturday. I don't have any inside information, but when you're talking about a very, very important property and how fast media is changing, you have to be really maybe ahead of the curve 
on a move like this. Mm. Zuba Mahanti is our guest. Zuba, I want to save a minute or two uh, just get your thoughts on the Liberty Bowl. I know you uh, did some work in that broadcast. That in a second. Uh, the ESPN film room that was uh, airing on uh, one of the ESPN channels uh, during both of the, uh, the the semifinals. I thought Gary Patterson was great. I can't say that I watched it, you know, in its entirety, but there were periods in during both games that I was over there listening what they had to say. Uh, how do they come up with a group of coaches that get invited? And it, it seems like this isn't going away. That this has really found a niche for the real hardcore football fans out there that want to, you know, get access to coaches and what they're thinking and saying out loud uh, in a format that we've, um, you know, just recently uh, has uh, been on our televisions. I love it, Zubin. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing you have to think about it from this perspective. You know, um, when we first started doing the mega cast. It's one of those things where the takeaway moment from the first year was, and I don't know who the coach is, maybe it was Gene Chizik, maybe it was Chizik. The first year... Oh, by the way, just real quick on Gene Chizik, Zubin. Gene Chizik is really good. I think Gene Chizik is one of the guys that has really blown me away in his transition. I just just maybe didn't have high expectations. I like Gene Chizik. Go ahead. I'm sorry to bother you. Yeah, Gene does a good job. I I think Tuberville's done a pretty good job overall. These guys definitely want to get back into coaching. There's no question. Sure. <laughs> but I think um, that they have definitely kept themselves relevant. I mean, you know, there's there's a mini Herm Edwards aspect to it. You know, let me just stay mm. on the SBN. Let me make sure some of these young kids know who I am. Let me at least get in on these production meetings and let me stay hip. We've got covered Oregon game or we cover a Memphis game and they're going five wide. Let me at least pick the brains of some of these guys because i got to modernize when I get back in. So I think it's a smart move on their part. But for the Megacast, the first year, whether it was Chizik or whether it was somebody else, the takeaway moment was in the national championship game or in one of the playoff games, there was a fake punt executed. And the guys in the film room, the coaches, they called it out like well before the snap. Like well before the snap. And they're like, oh, this fake punt. Fake punt all the way. And people are like, what? And sure enough, boom, fake punt. And I think that one moment, because we kind of live in a world where now we have moments, like, like you said, you're not watching – the megacast for three hours, but if you flip it on for four minutes and somebody says something great, you might go back later. So everything's dribs and drabs. And, you know, we live in a world where somebody will see that and post it immediately. So even if you missed it in the moment, you catch it. Like, I can't tell you how many interviews I've done in the last few days where somebody was like, yeah, I saw Schefter on SVP. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe some it was on New Year's Eve. So I'm like, yeah, maybe some people saw Schefter on SVP talking about John Gruden, but maybe somebody just saw the clip that was disseminated like two minutes later all over the internet. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what happened with this fake punt. As soon as it came out, everybody was like, whoa, i got to watch the film room. These guys are all over it. For the coaches, I think we reach out. And I think for a lot of the coaches, it's a great opportunity as a recruiting tool. I remember, now you got the early signing period. So now you get those kids in December. You show up on kids' screens in January. And then you run back to them in February. So I think most of the coaches that are asked absolutely love doing it um, because it puts them in a different light. And it actually gets them a ton of exposure that ordinarily they might not get. I mean, if you're not playing in the college football playoff, why would I care what you think about the teams in the playoff? And suddenly ESPN's saying, come on in. I want your mm-hmm. thoughts on the playoff. And so it definitely behooves the coaches if they can make it work uh, to make it work. So I think it's been a great innovation. I still watch the traditional broadcast way more. I'm just of the Me age too. where I just want to see, you know, I want to see all 11 guys on each. You know, I love Fowler and Herb Street, so I'm just kind of partial to them anyway. But I definitely think, much like our Monday Night Football argument, there are different people watching games in different ways, 
and you don't want to take the PFF, the pro football focus, the hardcores. You want to give them a place to watch. If they want to drill down a mile deep, you want to give them a place to drill down a mile deep. Is that 2% of your audience? Is that 3% of your audience? Yeah, probably. But you don't want to alienate that 2 or 3% because that 2 or 3% is avid, avid, avid about sports. And you've got to make sure you take care of them. And at the end of the day, I'd rather have 2 or 3% than 0%. So at the end of the day, there's got to be something for everyone. So we have 90 seconds left. Uh, I didn't see the broadcast. I was at the game, and when I snuck out early, uh, I listened to the radio broadcast. So uh, I know that you did some work on the ABC Liberty Bowl broadcast. Uh, you, you just uh, kind of t- uh, your experience doing that. You know, I thought it was great. I talked to Ray Cole after the game. He texted me after the game, and, you know, he gave me a lot of opportunities there in Iowa. But the one thing I would take away from the game that I thought was just terrific was, and I'm sure you guys have bandied this about, but, you know, Iowa State this year, I just wanted to say this because I think this is just truly remarkable and having had a chance to meet Coach Campbell uh, at ESPN over the summer, you know, they beat four teams that won a conference championship. You know, and to me that is astounding. I mean, to beat Memphis, I mean, or played in a conference championship. You know, Memphis played in their conference championship. Um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma won their conference championship. You know, I mean, all of the TCU played in their conference championship. I, I'm guessing they played a Mac school. Did they play Toledo? Or did they play uh, Akron. Akron or something Akron, like yep. that? Akron. Yeah. Akron was in their uh, championship game. I believe they lost to Toledo. Um, to play four teams and defeat four teams, that ended up making their conference championship game of any level, whether it's the MAC or whether it's as high as the Big 12, their member institution league. To me, that is astounding. I'll always take away the fact that they had very little drop-off whenever they started every quarterback, whether it was Park, whether it was Kemp, whether it was Zeb, and it had very little drop-off. I don't think there's a lot of teams in the country, Ken, that can make that sort of switch, 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 and have no little drop-off the way that they did. But the fact that they were able to hold their own and defeat four teams across the spectrum, whatever you think about the American, whatever you think about the Big 12 and all these places, that they were able to beat those teams, to me, is the biggest feather in the cap they had this year. People will just look at the Oklahoma win and say, wow, they beat Oklahoma, top five team on the road, Oklahoma went to the playoffs. It's an amazing win. The TCU win, amazing win. But in totality, to do what they did to those four teams, I think it's something special. Zubin Mehete, ESPN. Zubin, we will talk to you next week. Thank you, friend. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Zubin Mehete, ESPN. Some breaking Iowa news, football news. Tyler Weggers has enrolled at Eastern Michigan, where he will participate as a grad transfer. That didn't take long, did it? Um, you never thought about that angle, but um, good for him, right? Yes, absolutely. No. Just short of bowl eligibility this year, but that was a program as bad as you're going to find. If he no, I think you probably will. I think he's one of those guys that you'll probably move up, uh, not to a power five necessarily, but uh, maybe a little bit better. Lower, maybe, okay. I guess it's in the hunt. But uh, Tyler Wiggers, uh, off he goes to Eastern Michigan. Off we go to John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. He's coming up next. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG.
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110 per month, guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rate guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 1-800-569-5440. That's 1-800-569-5440. You're probably paying more than you should. Call Term Busters, 1-800-569-5440, or visit our website at termbusters.net. Remember, 1-800-569-5440. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting. Exam required to qualify. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. 
Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, final segment of the uh, Wednesday edition of the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself, uh, noon to 2, Monday through Friday, talking local sports uh, with you. Uh, Hawkeye Nation's John Miller is here. We'll get to the basketball in a second. John, great to talk to you, as always. Uh, the Tyler Wiggers news breaking here late in the last segment that he's going to uh, indeed uh, take his talents elsewhere. Off he goes to Eastern Michigan. Their senior quarterback is out of eligibility. Tyler Wiggers, who was, by all accounts, John, in a real tussle, or or was he, uh, for the starting role as uh, as recently maybe as the third week in August when they weren't sure whether it was going to be Uyghurs or Stanley, um, is going to play elsewhere. Good for him. Yeah, I think so, Ken. I, I think that, you know, we all talked about it uh, back in August and September that I, you, maybe I could just say I was skeptical of how close sure. the competition was. I think it was just something to help push a, uh, uh, Nate Stanley along, maybe to accelerate his development as a leader, uh, as I think that was really the one area that the coaching staff had concerns about. wasn't his arm, wasn't his mm-hmm. talent physically. It was, is this guy going to be able to take control of the huddle and, and be a leader of men as quarterbacks must be? And I think once we got past that Iowa State game, that second-half performance, those que- those questions were answered in the affirmative. So uh, good for Tyler Wiegers, not unexpected, and wish him all the best. Well, there's a, a lot of speculation, not just about Uyghurs, which we see play out, but Ryan Boyle, I know, has been talked about a lot. The young guys in the program, uh, Petrus will be coming in next season, a lot of excitement about him. Uh, what are you also hearing about uh, the youngster from Texas that came in last year? Any buzz, anything that you hear as he was a scout team quarterback this uh, past season? Who's that, Peyton Mansell? Mansell yeah, Peyton yeah. Mansell, yeah. Typically the, the, the first reacts, if you will, you get on things like that come from Kirk Ferentz's either, you know, in the old days, the signing day press conference in in February, or the last few years, Kirk has held that, you know, early January press conference Mm -hmm. when he broke the mold and did that when he announced C.J. Beathard as the starter over Jake Rudock, and then he's continued that since then. We'll see if uh, that happens again in the coming weeks. Maybe it doesn't, given the advent of the new signing day and everything, but that's typically when Kirk expands on, you know, the, the players who made a nice move during bowl prep. Uh, so don't, don't yet, I don't yet know anything about Peyton Mansell, but yeah, Petrus's film, I would say that yeah. it's, it, it's one of the best film highlight reels, if you will, of any Iowa quarterback commit uh, of the Ferentz era that I've seen. The, some of the throws that he makes in that are like, wow, I can't believe this guy didn't have offers from everybody, but mm-hmm. He had some Pac-12 offers, and uh, Iowa was able to get in there, and also, you know, really came on uh, strong this year as a senior year. So good for Iowa, great get, great film. But the the other film that I recall being as blown away on, and I will admit to uh, losing some objectivity back in was those he days, lefty, was John? <laughs> he was a lefty from Chicago or from Lockport, uh, yes. Illinois, and uh, I still have that tape, literally the VHS tape uh, of his highlights, yeah. and. At the time, I mean, you, you could watch it today and go, holy crap, this kid's going to be great. It just didn't work out. 
No, it didn't. That's a great point. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. John, the other thing before we get to basketball, and it's no surprise, Josh Jackson made it official. Uh, he is foregoing his senior year and will enter the draft and will get picked in all likelihood uh, in the first round, somewhere after the middle of the first round into the, into the mid-20s is where I see a lot of uh, draft uh, prognosticators have him penciled to go. No surprise there, uh, but uh, what a an elevation in, in, in a short order, John, from where we started the year with question marks surrounding that secondary to what he did and the highlight reel that we're going to see over and over and over in the weeks to come, the interception of, of uh, take, picking off Barrett uh, at Kinnick uh, on that Saturday night in November. I mean, remember how freaked out people were that Manny Ragumba wasn't going to be able to play against Josh Allen in week one because he was Iowa's best cornerback? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Josh Jackson has a seat. I, I can't come up with any analogs in the Ferens era of someone coming from that far potentially off the radar. It's not like he was off the radar. I remember being really impressed with him and how he played against Northwestern um, during his sophomore season. Like, man, this guy's got some spit to him. Um, But to go from where he was starting this year to where he finished this year as a consensus first-team All-American, I can't remember a a meteoric rise like that in the Ferentz era. And I was talking with Rob Howe, also of Hawkeye Nation, a few weeks ago on a podcast saying that you know, Jackson's draft status, we'll see if, if it's impacted the way that it was for Desmond King after we have the NFL Combine and the Underwear Olympics. And Rob said that Jackson Jackson's measurables are going to fare much better at the NFL Combine than did, um, than did King's. And I think that the first round, no later than early second round, I, I can't see him falling farther than that. Over to uh, Hoops and John, a disappointing uh, evening again last night, defensive deficiencies. At the forefront, just uh, a frustrating effort out of this Iowa basketball team. Can you remember ever being so wrong with the Hawkeye hoop squad? (laughs) (laughs) I've been really wrong about football before, but not, you know, I'm really wrong about most of the Big Ten, for that matter. And I I just can't, I just don't know what's going on. But, yeah, this is a team. I, I will say this, and I tweeted it out, and I have like a little, you know, tweet deck collections list where, I, I save predictions, not only of my own, but other people. And I, and I tweeted out that I thought Iowa would be a 21-10 and 10 regular season team, would probably wind up on the wrong side of the bubble, um, but it would be a bubble team. So it's not like I had this team coming in as a five seed, but still. Uh, and I even wrote at that point in time that I thought they were a guard away. And then, you know, they lose Christian Williams, who wasn't going to make be the difference between this team being a Big Ten contender and where they are now. But at this point in time, you know, losing Connor McCaffrey is a big deal. So, yeah, very wrong. This team just, they're not playing together. Part of me wonders if you just have too much of a rotation. Yep. There's just not enough time to gel. Fran's bench is too long. You know, and what's interesting is what happened last night. Uh, and you saw some of the stories coming out. You know, Rob wrote about it. Scott Dockerman of the Land of Ten. I think Chad Leistico of the Register wrote about Fran McCaffrey's verbal outburst. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of came to a head last night. And, and I tweeted about it, too, during the game. It's like, why are you going over and slapping the scores table because the official score had a point wrong on the school board? That's just stupid. Yep. I, I, I use a term called playing in traffic. You don't do things like that when your team is getting run off the floor defensively in a disappointing season. You look to avoid things like that. You look to be on your best behavior, and instead he's acting like a bully to some you know old man or woman. That mm-hmm. It's not like they weren't going to correct that. 
you just don't do that. And then, you know, some of the, the beat writers who were there saying that, you know, Fran's verbal outburst last night in the huddle was as strong as any they've seen. When you win, okay, he's fiery. When you <laughs> lose, he's a bully. I get that. But still, you have to be aware of optics in this level of sport and leadership. And Fran was unaware of how bad his optics were last night. And it's something that I don't think is going to go away in a season like this. To a person who's probably making what? I mean, they get a great seat. To Double the mil. No, yeah, yeah. Fran, but I mean, the, the scoreboard, um, 50 bucks a game. A no, maybe. Seat, maybe yeah. a great seat. And 50, 50 bucks, bucks a game and free popcorn and uh, all your knitting supplies free for the next year. Yeah. You know, John, what's unfortunate is is, is watching Tyler Cook play. And, and Trent and I were, we were talking about this earlier, just trying to you know, find uh, when was the last time and who was the last uh, Hawk that was as athletic as Tyler Cook was. I mean, the, the first basket of the game. I, I I just I keep coming back to that when he but when he went behind his back and then you know took a two, couple of steps and boom he's in the air and nothing's going down quickly. Um, what what athleticism? Who was the last Hawkeye that that was close to the athleticism that Tyler Cook brings to the floor every night? At, at his size and his ability to handle against fours, there hasn't been one in my lifetime, and I remember go. watching the Final Four. Um, Tyler Smith, uh, a smaller version. Six six ish, but not with the power and mass of Tyler Cook. Uh, there just hasn't been one. I mean, I remember Ed Horton. I remember the guys, all the guys from the eighties. And Horton was great. Horton was a six eight, two hundred and twenty five power forward, and they and that's how they were back then. He was live. He could run. But they haven't had someone with Tyler Cook's ability. Period. Just haven't. Not in my lifetime. So what's next? What what? is there to get excited about the rest of the way with this Iowa basketball team? You just, you hope for spurts like what they just went through in their previous five games prior to the Michigan game to where you can see signs of improvement and player growth. I just don't know how much you're going to see that this year because of the challenges that they have. I don't want to sit here and say there's no reason for hope or optimism, but this season is not going to wind up in the NCAA tournament unless they win the Big Ten tournament, which I don't believe anybody believes they will. You need to see uh, Jack Nungy and Luka Garza continue to develop because they can play big roles next year. Remains to be seen if Tyler Cook will be around next year. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he should turn pro. I don't think he'd get a first-round grade, but it's not, uh, it's not like you have to get that for kids to think that they want to do that. So, and... It, Macy Daly's development as a point guard. That's the biggest thing I'm looking for because they still need a point guard for next year's team, be it a JUCO transfer or a grad transfer, or if Macy Daly can make such strides that Fran feels that he can provide those backup minutes with Bohannon and you have Wieskamp coming next, next year to play some two for you as well, possibly some three. That would be it. And then, you know, we get to the off season and wonder, you know, which players are going to transfer because that bench is just too long. Couldn't agree with you more. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. John, thank you. Talk to you next week. Happy New Year. Take, take care to you as well. Good to talk to you. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. As we uh, check in on uh, football and basketball, Tyler Wiggers is off to Eastern Michigan. Trent, we got a couple of minutes left, uh, like 90 seconds. Let's get you on record with the doggies. The state's only unbeaten <laughs> conference team so far is Drake. You the only one is, with a win. In the conference. only one with a win, right? Yeah, the the clones, Hawks, and Panthers are all winless. Dogs trying to improve to three and zero in the MVC tonight. They're a four point favorite. Trent Condon. No, don't tell me that.
Fun story, but yeah, it, Come on, it comes Coach to Medved, an end. Prove Trent Condon yes. wrong. Yes, well, it hasn't been difficult. My uh, my picks in college hoops this week. I, I had a hot stretch before you left. Cooled right back Did off it. this week. It yeah. has a way of doing that, does it? Yeah, not? It always does. Isn't gambling fun? Ah, uh, Trent. Last thing, you and Jimmy B today from four until six. What do you got planned? Uh, we'll be talking more Hawkeyes. Pat Hardy will kick things off at four twenty. We'll go down to Kansas City and talk with our friend Brian Goodman on Big 12 basketball, uh, writes over at Rush the Court on the Big 12, so we'll get his thoughts on Kansas, mm-hmm. what's going on there, and just this conference as a whole. Oklahoma tonight, Trey Young, appointment yeah, television. Well, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, Got to watch him. Yep. What's he have, 28 and 10? It's sick. He's awesome. Yep. Uh, Ryan Van Vibra with a little NFL, so we'll be busy for two hours tonight. And we look forward to that, and Trent and I will be back tomorrow from noon until 2, as we are every Monday through Friday, talking local sports with you. Thank you for listening. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years, Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast. 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com Since 1993 Wolf Construction has been Des Moines choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net That's wolfconstruction.net For Wolf Construction, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. I met someone. You hear it a lot from people on Match, because more people have met their someone on Match than any other dating app. Everyone wants to find that meaningful connection, and Match is not only number one in first, but second dates, too. Now here's a free offer for our listeners. Go to Match.com slash search for seven days free. That's seven days completely free to search, view photos, and connect. This free offer is found at Match.com slash search. That's Match.com slash search. Match.com slash search. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. 
On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter. Online, AFSP.org slash Iowa. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Start spreading the news. Variety's Black Tie Gala, New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their full potential. Get your tickets for Variety's Black Tie at varietyiowa.com backslash black tie. This program is sponsored.